Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast, Hot Take Hot Box. We are here, Matt McSweeney, Taka Pone, joining you fresh off of a UFC Paris. Uh, on September 3rd. Today is September 6th, the Tuesday. We are here to break that down. We have a, uh, a a relatively big card coming up this weekend. We will discuss that on Friday. But first of all, Ty, how are you feeling today on this post-Labor Day weekend? Were you uh, getting after it this weekend? Yeah, I was definitely getting after it. I'm ready to not get after it today and the next couple days. But this weekend should be pretty good. I'm excited for this main card at least. I know the whole rest of the card is kind of gross, but uh, the main card looks promising, especially for me with my girl Irene Aldana ready to fuck shit up. So there we go. We happens. always love a uh, war Aldana fight card coming up. Uh, I mean, and Diaz, even though we all know how this is probably going to go, it's at least uh, he brings the energy and excitement of a big fight week. So and he's done after this, thank God. Yeah, I know you're a huge hater. I am not uh, necessarily a huge hater, but uh, it just shouldn't. He should not be fighting Hamza Chimaev. So we will. We will get to that eventually. Uh, there's contender series. We'll talk about that a little bit. We're not going to pretend and act like we know what the fuck's going on. Uh, like Yanni the Greek always tries to do on, on the fucking card. He has no idea what he's doing and betting. Pe- this is what people need to do is stop. Need They need to stop like, oh, the Sharps. and uh, like No one knows anything about the contender series or mainly MMA. These people try to act like they're MMA Sharps. They're not really. They're just playing like huge uh, parlays and money line parlays. There's some guy like, yeah, I'm undefeated today. I'm like... Yeah, you're 23 and 1 betting minus 200 parlays. You know, like, uh, all right, congratulations, bro. You're betting these crazy favorites. All right, that's not my end of the rant. We will get into. Let's quickly give a record check since we are now doing the records. Unfortunately, Ty, our first week of our records is gonna. It's not. It's not good. It's not good for you. Uh, you went two and six, negative 3.45 units. I went yeah, five I and five. I went point nine, a positive unit. So, one of us is in the green. This will continue to change weekly. I, I would say because it's just kind of a uh, up and down sort of seesaw situation uh, every week. Every week's different. Some weeks we kill it. Some weeks we don't. I learned my lesson on a few of them. We will go through each pick. We will start with Gon and Tuivasa, the main event. Uh, Surreal Gone got him out of there with a uh, TKO. So I mean, he was able to drop Gone to Ivasa was. So he was in this fight for uh, a good portion of it. But uh, it just seemed like the skill, the technique, the size of Gone was just way too much for Tuivasa. And uh, threw a crazy uh, back of the head hammer punch again, which he, uh, you know, Junior Dos Santos losing his mind about uh, his Gone's a dirty fighter and he punches people in the back of the head. Apparently, I remember he was arguing that. When that didn't happen to him, but uh, CT is real. Yeah, what, what, yes, it is. Uh, what, what what say you about this uh, main event overall? We both had sub. Uh, we were on the wrong side of this, uh, and uh, the, another lesson learned. I am going back to inside the distance uh, officially. <laughs> yeah, I mean he dominated, man. <laughs> the front kicks, I think, were really just a big, big part Pretty of the tank. game. Really, it really just. It, took everything out of Ty Tuivasa. And it's funny because he was still, you know, once in a while he was landing a strike. And we saw at the end of the round uh, round two, I think, 
he uh, he he did some work. Not gone down with. When I saw it live, I was like, "Damn, dude!" I thought he was out for a second, and I think he might have said he was. I forget what he said post fight. But looking back on it, it wasn't that bad. I I think, but you know, he kind of got he got caught, and Tai Tuivasa can do that to anybody. But we've never seen anybody do that to Cyril Gon. So you know, all the credit to uh, Bam Bam. But he just you know the pace, um, distance control, uh, everything with Cyril the, the the jab, the lead jab. I mean, he attempted. What was he? He was like one ten of one sixty eight. Cyril Gon was, and Ty was twenty nine of eighty nine. You know, that's just like a huge discrepancy. You can't win that fight with that. Um, we knew what was going to happen. I mean, the odds were so big, and truly could have been bigger. You know. Yeah. Um, so, uh, shout out to Cyril Gon for doing it in Paris. Um, I thought the crowd was good. I mean, they were booing Toy Vasa when he came out, but afterwards they were, you know, they gave him a standing ovation. Uh, I thought that was actually a pretty good crowd, to be honest. I thought the same thing uh, from be, from the beginning of the night. They were they were supporting the Frenchman, which uh, as they should, and uh, it was a raucous sort of they like it was. It seemed like a, a legit big fight night, even though you know maybe the names and the cachet wasn't really necessarily behind it. Uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, just too the skill deficit was too large here. We we kind of discussed it beforehand. Uh, Tuivasa. The guys he's beaten, the Hun suckers of the world, will continue to bring him up uh, during this conversation. Derek Lewis being cooked, um, you know, and then you're jumping up in there with Gon, and Gon was able to get Lewis out in similar fashion. Uh, he just kind of wears on dudes eventually, and that, that, like you said, like his his movement, his speed for the the size that he is, that front kick, how quickly it comes out. Uh, I mean, he, he that that like. Uh, that I think it was a left high kick he threw that like yeah, Vasa like uh, ate, but like he kind of faked like he was like hurt or like people were like no he was actually well I'm like I, I don't I mean maybe he like felt it a little bit but I think he played into it like show like did the shoulder thing and then tried to bait him in for like to throw a yeah. nuke and, and he did he, he did just missed just missed it exactly <laughs> that it was crazy if that was like uh was it Sean Smith or um who was that Sean Smith and fucking. Remember, he? I don't think he faked being hurt. I think he was hurt. Uh, he, like, broke a rib when he got kicked in the body. And he, yes. Like, he, he went down, and the dude came in, and then he just exploded with a right hook and knocked him out. Um, I, I forget who the fuck that was. I think Sean Smith. But um, I, when he did that, I was like, it, it was so weird because he, he, like, faked getting hurt in a weird way where it was like, oh, my God, is he, like, is he Johnny Walkering? And then he just throws that, that missile that missed. And I was like, oh, okay, I see what he did there. I saw a tweet today that said that if Johnny Walker had beaten Corey Anderson, he would have gotten a title shot against John Jones. I yeah. wish he would have beat Corey Anderson, dude. That would he have been. Beat Jones. He would. He was the only guy that could have taken out Bones. Imagine Johnny Walker, light heavyweight <laughs> champion of the world. That's when you burn the UFC down <laughs> and you start over. Look at me now. Look at me now. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, listen, main event. It kind it. Uh, I think it served its purpose. Uh, th- this isn't a car where I'm going to leave saying, "Damn, that was crazy! What a night of fights!" It wasn't a bad night of fights, but uh, what do you it, uh, what do you do with Ty next? I mean, there's like nothing to do. You know, it's it's so weird because like I, I, he's only 29. I like him. He's a fan favorite. You can put him in a fight, but like, what do you, you know, what do you really do with him? Do you give him like a Sergey Pavlovich? Yes. Okay. That's what I would do. You're going to have to wait on Aspinall. You don't want to see him fight Derek Lewis again. Volkov kind of irrelevant. Uh, Rosenstruck, who's he? Dawkins. Yeah, right. The winner so, of that. 
Yeah, that could, that could be it. Uh, I think he's kind of in that uh, not gatekeeper necessarily, but he's kind of you're gonna have to go through. He's one of those guys you're gonna have to go through if you want to get a title shot. I'd like to see him and Pavlovich. I don't know how that would go. I mean, Pavlovich has flown up the rankings these uh, this last year, so uh, I think the good thing is there's a lot of like shuffling the deck at heavyweight. Like random guys will ascend and then descend. Like a Sakai was a top five ish fighter. Now he's twelve. Well, yeah, I'm on that guy. I'm not on UFC's website but he's he's in the bottom half you know what i mean like romanov's not ranked thank thank god um you know you got all these other guys that are kind of moving up like pavlovich seven asimov's still up there we got to see what happens with him you know with that injury because the loss wasn't really legit but that injury for sure was so uh the division's just like what do you do with your gone next like you, you give him a title shot i mean what even it's, is a title it, shot what's going on with john jones what, yeah like i mean listen if if they go and do, there's four guys, and they're gonna have to figure out who's fighting who. Stipe, Cyril, John Jones, and Ngannou. Those are the. I mean, listen, Curtis Blades is there, but I think he's the odd man out, in my opinion. Unless Stipe's not gonna fight, which you never know with Stipe because he just he's very like very much a wild card. So, uh, you know, listen, one someone's gonna be the odd man out here. I'm assuming it's gonna be Curtis Blades. You get Stipe in there against. Gone for the, like the number one contendership, and then have John Jones and Ngannou fight. I, I don't really know what what is the right move here, or what's the. I don't think there is a wrong move here because I think all of those guys at the top of that weight class are just uh, incredibly uh, mar- like I don't even know marketable, but just like highly skilled and very worthy of a title shot or their position at the top of the rankings. I don't know. Go. I just feel bad else. for Curtis Blades. Let me hear it. Interim heavyweight title match. MSG, Cyril Gon, John Jones. Okay. Who do you got? I, I, I just, I don't, I have trouble just sitting here and picking against John Jones, but I would probably go Cyril Gon. John Jones takes him down and fucking cooks him. You think so? Cooks him. I, I think, like- I don't. I don't like his gra- I don't like his wrestling. I I don't like his ground game. I feel like you know he went for that takedown against Toivasa only once, and it, it looked gro- it looked not good. I mean, I don't know how much he really, you know, we saw what Francis did to him on the ground with a fucked up knee. So it's like I still have that worry about that part of his game. You know, I I don't think he's really fought the guys to really take advantage of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like, uh, what what version of Jones are we getting? That's yeah. That's that's where I'm like. I'm hesitant, but I got to do it. I got to go out all out. I got to put put everything on the line and back John 100%. I feel like he'd be the underdog, but also maybe not because his name still will will carry him, you know, when it comes to setting a betting line. Um, so I don't know. But I think he would still, you know, he's going to have the size. He's going to have the reach. He's going to have something that people don't have with Cyril gone. He, I don't know if he's going to have the movement. You know, we don't know how, how he looks or how he would look, but I feel like he would have – better movement than most, if not all, heavyweights. Um, and he still has that great jab that not many other people do, but Cyril does. I think that would be an awesome fight, man. Like, I don't really I don't really care for Stipe, you know what I mean? Like, and Francis is, uh, right now, it's like he's not even in the UFC. I, I, he's talking about, fight, you know, he wants to box Tyson Fury. And every other day or every other week, he's he's complaining on Twitter. Not that his complaints aren't warranted at all. I, I think he has... He has very valid points, but it just seems like there's a fracture, a big fracture with him and Dana White. You know what I mean? As a fan, it doesn't like this is going to sound fucked up, but it, it, as a fan, I don't really care. You know, like yeah. 
Uh, there's nothing I can do to change it. I can't control that situation at all. All all I can literally do is enjoy the fights. And if you're not fighting, then I can't like you know like, uh, or you don't have like it. Just seems like he's so, like he's the champion, but he's like so far re- like not even in the thought of being in a fight. I know he's hurt right now, so that's kind of has a lot to do with it. But right. it just doesn't even seem like it's a conversation. Like, well, when's he coming back? Like, it's not even that. It's like, well, is he even gonna fight again? Are they just gonna strip him of the title? Like. Just crazy shit like that. Surprised they have. But <laughs> yeah, John Jones, you're gone. That's the fight to make. Maybe that'll be coming down the road. But how about we go next? Whitaker and Vittori. Whitaker, a dominant three-round decision of Vittori. Vittori's just not on that level. We kind of discussed this beforehand. Knew this was how it was going to go down. Uh, no one's beating Whitaker, not named Adesanya, pretty much. Or... Your boy Pereira. Uh, you know, we'll see what, what what the deal is with that. But Whitaker is now beating Cannoneer, Vittori. Um, who else? That's that's pretty much it at the top here, right? Who'd you say Whitaker? Till. Yeah, he beat. Yeah, Whitaker's beating Cannoneer, Vittori. Didn't fight Till, Brunson. Yoel, Jacare, Brunson. I mean, he's he's, he's beating a lot of guys. Fight I would Brunson? say. Yeah, he beat Brunson. He uh, knocked him out. Remember, he head kicked him. Right, 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 right. Okay, that was a while and, hey, ago. Though. Almost did the same to Vittoria. I was really impressed with Whitaker, man. I, I, I don't know if he could ever really beat Izzy, but the second fight was close, and I think I feel like a third fight it would have to happen right away. It would have to happen soon. I, th- I feel like a third fight might even be closer, but I don't know. I, I you know, he he is going to hit a wall one day, like I said. But he looked fucking sharp on Saturday, man. I, I thought he looked really good. The best he's looked in quite some time, honestly. Um, I know it was kind of a bad mass- matchup for uh, Marvin, but he did he he hurt Marvin bad with that head kick. I don't think we've seen Marvin hurt ever. You know, yeah, he's so tough and durable. He's got a chin of granite. I think Michael Bisping said that like twelve times during the fight, if I remember correctly. Which going back on rewatch, I feel like going back like on Monday afternoon and watching the whole card on mute is is something I'm going to start doing because it it just a lot of times. We just have guys that are just—I don't know what they're watching. Sometimes, like the comment, like Bisping, and so, so it's just good to keep it on mute. You know, what I mean, not hear any kind of biases or whatever. But uh, I thought Whitaker looked sharp. I think he beats anybody. I th- probably he probably beats Pereira if they fight. He just takes him down easily. I would I would assume. Um, even t- remember he—I don't know if it was the second or third where he p- just picked Vittori up. I mean, Whitaker is strong, man. He just fight yeah. at one seventy. <clears throat> um, he looked good, man. He just looked really sharp, and I. I I know I said this was probably the biggest lock, you know, biggest layup on the card, but I don't know. He still kind of exceeded my, my expectations a little bit. Yeah, I was getting worried when he, when he did head kick him. I thought we were going to lose that decision. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Bet that we yeah, had. That would have been insane. That would have been an insane way to, to lose it, but uh, Vittori, thankfully, um, just doesn't die. And you can't do, like, to talk about what's next, you really can't do much with any of these guys. Uh, you have to kind of wait and see where, with what's going to happen with the middleweight championship fight between Pereira and Adesanya. I mean, I guess Whitaker. I feel like Whitaker should just get a title shot right away. I mean, let's say Pereira loses. Literally, what do you do? Because Izzy's not. I, I assume he's not moving up or down or anything else. Like he's staying where he is. It can't be Vittori, Paulo. It can't be Pereira. It can't be Cannonier, Strickland, Brunson, Herman. It can't be anybody. You know yeah. what I mean? Like literally, it has to be Whitaker. And yeah, I know that sucks, it, man. It does, but I feel like it would still be a good fight. I feel like I, I know there's people I don't agree with, but I know there's some people who thought he won the second fight. Um, it was much closer, yeah. Well, obviously, much closer than the first one, but I, I, it was close. I didn't think he won, though. I, I, no, but I think he won moments. I feel like maybe 
maybe he could win the third time, but you know, that's, that's, it depends how he looks against Pereira. Also, I think Pereira's going to win. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. So uh, hopefully, <laughs> well, honestly, honestly, I'd be rooting for that just for the parody and the more, it'll be the more exciting yeah. option of then Whitaker of gets the belt back, you know, that'd yeah. be crazy. Uh, I'm maybe. rooting for him. I like him. So, yeah, that that was one of our that was one of our wins, probably our lock of the card. Uh, Imavov and Joaquin Buckley. We did not hit this one. Uh, I thought he was going to get him out of there, but he kind of Imavov is just kind of just the way he fights. Uh, not necessarily like uh, low volume. Low, yeah, it's just low volume, and he just he he it kind of has to be fed to him. The you know these guys kind of have to wilt underneath of him. If you're not willing to quit, I don't know necessarily if he's going to be able to get you. Not that he can't get you out of there, but you know what I mean. Like it's not like he's hunting like savagely trying to get a finish. Like he kind of just a win, a win is a win, and uh, Imavov just kind of dominated uh, Joaquin Buckley. Yeah, I mean he he definitely lost that third round. Uh, Derek Cleary, I don't know what he was watching because I thought Buckley won that third round uh, pretty easily. It's just he he lost the first two easily too. <clears throat> yeah, I mean the thing about Imavov that I that I just want more, want him to do more is just throw more. I mean, he's, yeah, you know, Buckley's a big dude. I, I feel like he might be better suited at 170, but maybe not. I don't know if his, you know, he's, he's a big motherfucker, uh, but he just looked kind of like a weight class under Imavov. I mean, Imavov's 6'3". He's got a 75-inch reach. He comes forward. He's got really good pressure, really good movement, really good footwork. Uh, he does a lot of things really well, like technically, you know, and he's only 26, um, for him to look that good technically, and you know, we're, we'll talk about another 26-year-old on this car who did not look good, but also I think there's some other uh, issues with Mr. Jordan. Um, but the Russian sniper, again, I'm a you know probably his biggest fan. I, I was a little disappointed that he didn't maybe honestly wrestle more. I think he, I mean when he stuffed that takedown round one and then just transitioned to it in full mount, that was special. That was special stuff. Yeah, like he does things. He makes shit look he, way easier than he it is. He cuts everybody. Yeah. He cuts everybody. He, I, I think I sent you the snap. I went back and rewatched it, and you see him, uh, I think, from his back. Yep, with um, that elbow. Cut. Yeah, he just throws a snapping elbow and cuts Buckley right away, and the blood just splatters onto Imavov's arm. It's fucking insane. It happened so quick. He did the, he's, I mean, Shabazzian's face hasn't recovered. Ian Heinrich's face still hasn't recovered. And he did it to guys uh, on the regional scene. I mean, as soon as he hits them with an elbow, they're cut. His elbows are good. His striking's really good. When he go when he goes forward, but he just doesn't throw enough. You know, I feel like he should throw more kicks too. I, his defense is a bit of an issue. Um, I I think he takes pun he, he takes strikes a little too easily, like especially lo- some low uh, low kicks. I mean, with that frame he has, I feel like he should be throwing low kicks and you know cooking guys with those. But uh, he, again, he's only twenty six. You know what I mean? Like he's not even really in his prime yet. He still has a lot to go, even you know physically. He has to mature mentally. Um, so I, I think he could be a player at 185, but yeah, you know, maybe he has to suffer that, uh, not first, but maybe, uh, maybe a stoppage loss or, you know, something to kind of humble him or, uh, you know, let him develop in a couple of years, but I, I'm a big fan of him and Buckley, you know, he showed a lot of heart, but just limited. He's very li- limited. He's very Again, limited I, in his skill. I don't know if he can make 170, but I feel like he'd be, you know, much better there. He was just, he, you know, at the end of his combos, he was just missing, you yeah. know? Yeah, so. and when you're fighting, like you said, you're fighting a guy who's 6'3", he's that much bigger than you. What can you really do? If, unless you're going to wrestle, and you're not going to be able to wrestle with Imavov, then what yes. Like, what can you really do? Just kind of hope Imavov you land a prayer. almost got that sub round two. He almost got that rear naked choke, but yep. um, 
Um, Barkley doesn't really tap, man. He's he's. I think feel like his ground game is pretty underrated. Squeezing on his chin, man. Just yeah. I, I thought I was like, damn, maybe he might get him out of here. I was starting to get a little excited, but yep, you, that yep. would have been huge. That would have changed your whole day if uh, that hits. Well, tell me about it. <laughs> uh, Kopilov, Roman Kopilov takes out your cousin, who then retires on Instagram today. Sad day. Uh, shout out to Alessio DeCherico, Mike Cherico gets uh, he retires. Uh, gets TKO'd with a combination of punches in the third round. Uh, I did not think this was going to be a finish. Did Cherico look good? I think it was the first round. He may have won or was questionable. I, I don't really, I don't really remember. Like I said, you same way you didn't have the. I did not have the audio on, so it was kind of just me watching uh, vaguely while also watching a college football game to the side. So it wasn't uh, these fights, at least. Uh, I, the college football got turned off later on, so I could enjoy. Yeah. The Imavov and uh, Buckley fight, but I thought Kopilov looked good. Uh, lefty versus a uh, righty, a southpaw versus orthodox. Here, um, you were right though. Like the longer it stayed standing, like Kopilov didn't look great in some of these uh, exchanges, but he he just kind of got better as the fight went on. I thought. Yeah, sad day, man. I didn't think he was going to retire. I mean, I know he's lost a couple in a row and he's he's gotten knocked out, but it's so funny. Seeing what happened after he, you know, smoked Joaquin Buckley. I mean, Buckley was better to fight with Nazardine Imovov. If, um, <laughs> if he fights Nazardine Imovov, I think we know what happens to Mr. Uh, DiHerico. Um, so I, he'll probably be back. I mean, he's 32. You know, guys, we'll see. We'll see. Um, Could be just upset. I mean, l- listen, I couldn't imagine putting all that work in and then you lose. And it's like, all right, I'm done. You know, like, yeah. I, I don't want to do this again. And then you eventually you get back in the gym. You're like, well, you know, I, I'm, well, I mean, you think about it, though. He's coming off of uh, Abdul Razak Al-Haas and putting him into the shadow realm. That was and pretty then, bad. You know, and then he loses to Kapilov, and he's like, well, do I even have a spot here in the UFC? Is this really for me? You start thinking shit like that. So I'm with Good you, though. Way. I don't want to see him be done. Well, I don't think he's, like, a stiff or a bum. No, but... But, you know, hey, you got to take care loss. of your body, though. Yeah, it's not a great loss. It is not a great loss. But Mr. Kopilov cashes us out on the money line. So, William Gomi takes out Jarno Ahrens in a majority decision. Uh, quite boring fight, uh, for, for the record. But uh, what say you about this one? Yeah, the 145 zero gone is what I, I was told. The featherweight zero gone is what uh, Fernand Lopez God, described. not that guy. <laughs> that's how he. Uh, that's how he describes William Gomez as a um, featherweight zero gone. I didn't see that. I didn't see much of that. Um, I also didn't see a ten ten scorecard. I, I feel like whoever this guy was probably has never done a fight, and I don't think he will ever do one again. Mister, Cl- uh, no, no, who was it? Mister Chris Christoph Chap Chapui. Christoph Jocko. Um, yeah. 10-10 round three, and I seriously, you don't give out 10-10s ever unless they two guys literally... do that. Uh, a couple different people, like, I don't know if you're even allowed to, but people are just kind of crossing you, thresholds yeah, doing be, it. But, like, literally n- nothing has to happen. Like, if I punch you once with a jab and you punch me once with a jab, you can still decide who hit harder with the jab, and boom, there's your round winner. Like, there has to be a round winner. Unless they literally do nothing. Like what uh, Izzy and Yoel did, if they did that the whole like first round and you know, the ref, I guess didn't disqualify him and it went the whole five minutes. That's when you give a 10, 10. Other than that, you don't give it. And in the third round, uh, Jarno Aaron's had him in a triangle for like what, two minutes or something like that. Like that, that wins the round. 
that I don't know. I don't care what set of rules. Like there's a clear set of rules. And unless it's like your first day as a ref, or if you haven't even taken a class, you know, this So like, it's just so funny seeing that. And like, I just, people want to be different, you know? Yeah. But, it's always the, that shit. It should. And people like that shouldn't be in positions where they're deciding who this is makes a main more card money or who doesn't, you know, like, yeah, like you said, this is a main card. This is the uh, the world a world class, highest level organization in mixed martial arts, and you have clowns like that making that are that get to sit ringside and make the, like the judges' decisions. It's just they impact the fight. Like they impact, so yeah, they impact people's livelihoods. They impact people's legacies. Like it's their their I mean, job is very important, and you can't just have any asshole over there just scribbling numbers onto a card. Well, we did tonight. We did we did Saturday. Night, we should so. be allowed to judge. I, I, I'm about to start I think going. Good judge, I think. I, I think so too. I, re, I like. I, I don't think it's that. I, not that it's. It's not that hard, truly. Some of the round, like some of them, are just like uh, we never go in here when a round's like kind of questionable, and we're like, "Wow, what an asshole for doing!" Like, there's just certain shit where you're like, when you watch it, you're like, "Oh yeah, he's he's winning this round." Like it, it's, I don't know. It kind of it seems like this. This shit has been going on for long enough where we've figured out what the the etiquette is or the baseline for who's winning a fight, who's not winning a fight, you know, grappling with no offense is not really as valid. Like, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I feel like we've had the, the formula by now, the algorithm to uh, fucking do this. Uh, and it just I seems mean, like some dude, assholes have no idea. What now, the Amato looks like a fucking genius. So it's like, yeah. wait a minute, what kind of fucking alternate reality are we living in where I'm agreeing with Saudi Amato on every fight? Like something must be going wrong, you know, something, but most of the time, they're, it just it seems like every other week they trade. All right, who wants to be shitty this week? You? All right, bet. Let's do that. Like, all you brother, uh, Mister Chapui will never be back. I would I would assume so. Nathaniel Wood, how about this? This is something we were wrong about. Uh, takes out Air Jordan, uh, dominates him really, and uh, I guess that's why the uh, line was close, right? Yeah, that's we found out why because apparently Jordan's chin is cooked. Uh, that's what it seems like. I mean, he was getting hit with some shots, but he got wobbled way too much in this fight. Way too much. And, uh, I mean, he was getting hit hard, but I didn't think hard enough where the reactions he was giving were, uh, you know, appropriate. Maybe Nathaniel Wood just hits that hard coming up from 35, just has a little bit more uh, juice in the tank. It was a... Uh, it, it, Nathaniel Wood looked good. I don't want to take away from Nathaniel Wood. He looked good, and he was wet, just... Better in all facets than Charles Jordan. So, it's not really much to say other than that. Dominant win for him. Three fights in five months for uh, Charles Jordan. Maybe he should take the rest of the year off. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe that has something to do. I mean, especially when you just fought Burgers. We talked about that, too, when when we were uh, talking about the fight. Burgers' fight was a war, man. Like, the the Charles Rosa-Nathaniel Wood fight was not, you know? Um, Six weeks out, and then he takes on uh, Nathaniel Wood, and he's getting hit with these fucking big lefts. Like, you know. He should take the rest of the year off. I think like that. That's a lot, man. I know he's a young fighter and and whatnot, but he he really just you know halted a lot of his momentum taking that fight that quickly after a, just you know he probably wasn't even fully recovered. You know, there's no way from that. You know, like that was a lot, that was so much going on in that fight and just you know I don't know. But Nathaniel Wood did look good. I mean, he, his power definitely has carried over. He'd still look smaller up, you know, moving up, but. I mean, he was hitting with a lot of shit. He just looked fucking crisp, man. It was, yeah, it was not close, sadly. And I was, 
dead, dead, dead wrong. It took him down like five, what, five times. Yeah, man. That's what I was like. Uh, I, where just the dominant fashion in every avenue of mixed martial arts was uh, where I was like, wow, like he's just not even close. But we kind of made a comment about that when we were talking about this fight, how quickly they both were taking it. But like you said, Jordan and Burgos was a fucking war. Wood and Rosso, not exactly. You know, it wasn't, uh, you know, it was, it was a somewhat competitive fight, but it wasn't like they were trading bombs back and forth. Like, Jordan and Burgos were trading bombs back and forth. And they were, you know, they were hard fucking grappling. Like, it was just, it was, it was a war. And, yeah, for you to bounce back six weeks later, that's not good news. How about uh, some more not good news for your boy? Dustin Stoltfoods gets booted in his face and then knocked unconscious 19 seconds into the fight. He gets knocked out by a boost. Everyone's favorite fighter, Abus Magomedov. I I mean, listen, I'm a fucking fan, dude. The, the, you you got a fan for life in me, Abus Magomedov, who just king of God. I'm sorry, king of Germany. Hell yeah, dude. And he's like, I'm going to smash Izzy. Sorry, he's saying he's gonna smash everyone. I love it. Dude. He's <laughs> these fucking Russians. They all say they're gonna smash everyone. So it's just until they until they don't smash somebody, I'm I'm all in, bro. Keeps keep you doing your thing. Uh, yeah, no, listen, it just stole foods. We kind of have talked about it. He's really just not that good uh, in, in comparison to the rest of these guys in the UFC. Yeah, I mean, I think what sold me was when a boost came out to Gangster's Paradise. Yeah, I think that um, that was, that was pretty dope. Um, that, dude, that kick was the sky. Like when they slowed it down, I was just like, first off, how strong are his like toes and his foot? Like. That's that's a lot of force that just is hitting it his right in the chin and yep. just fucking breaking it or something like that was crazy, dude. That was nuts. How quickly he threw that. Like, so you want to be a UFC fighter? Ten seconds in, that's what you get kicked in the fucking face, and you're supposed to fight back. Like, oh my god, that was nuts. Um, the boost is loose. The boost is loose. Dude, we got that middleweight, right? Huh? Middleweight starting to cook, man. Middleweight starting to cook a little bit. It's a problem. It's a serious problem. I'm all in on Soul Foods, or I'm all in on a boost. Soul Foods shit might be getting his pink slip pretty soon. Uh, yeah. He's he's on his way out. Honestly, he's one of those guys. I hope he doesn't because it's just free money every time. He's, <laughs> I hate that. I hate that. That sounds mean, but it's the truth. I, I, we're gambling here, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I, you know, it hey. is what it is. It, the money is the most important thing. Nasrat Hakparas. Uh, this was one I thought we were going to get, but we just weren't. He wasn't able to get. He had him hurt at, at I believe, the end of the second or beginning of the third. One of those two. Just wasn't able to get him out of there. John Mokdesi was tough. He was in this fight for portions, but just Hawk Pross too much for him. Uh, and many many Gaslam gets the win. Yeah, he got two thirty twenty sevens. I thought he might have lost the first round, but um, yeah, I mean Mokdesi was in there for a little bit. It was, uh, you know, I I didn't really care for this fight at all. I mean, not, nothing much, but um. I, I guess I will say that McDessie, you know, kind of impressed me a little bit. He, um, they landed similar percentage, similar amount. I mean, they were very, the strike totals were very, very similar. Um, he just got, Nazareth got, I think, two, two takedowns. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you know, at least he's back in his winning ways. Uh, McDessie's still, you know, he's not fully cooked, so I guess that's good to see, but. Uh, for yeah. Ziam against your boy Figlock, uh, Figlock, not good. He's not yeah. good. Uh, um, I, uh, listen, I hate to go out and say that. Uh, yeah, he's just not good. 
He was he got cooked. They said he, this is his first professional round that he lost. He lost all three. The Mad Dog had nothing for Ziam, and uh, I mean dominated in the grappling department. Dominated on the feet. Uh, was just he was bleeding. He was getting. I mean, this was just not a good night out for Figlock. So, uh, good win for for uh, for Ziam. Yeah, he looked probably the best he's ever looked. Honestly, 100%. he looked really. Um, Mr. Howard Hughes gave the first round to Michael Figlock. So yeah, I don't know what he was probably looking at. be looking into getting him LASIK or getting a new another job. job yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, what are we watching? Are we just like, you know, are we giving sympathy cards? Come on. I don't get it. I really just don't. I mean, but, you know, like we talked about, when they go to Abu Dhabi sometimes, when they go to these, like, random places that they're not usually at, like, uh, I don't I don't know, uh, Utah, uh, you know, it's just random, random locations. They get some of these judges who have no fucking idea what they're doing. Like, uh, it's just like they kind of just get these fill-in guys or just, you know, guys who were willing to show up. And you get that kind of work or that kind of result. Guys who are just kind of willing to show up. They don't really know what the fuck they're talking about. They don't really know what they're doing. And they Howard just, Hughes, put him on the list. Put him on the list, dude. Seth Fuller. The Seth, yeah. Fuller, the Seth Fuller Pick of the Year Award, dude. Can't wait to get, <laughs> win. Hopefully I win that thing. I got to get my shit together for this weekend. Yeah. I'm up some units, though. I'm up some units. You're going to start fucking playing some plus 700 shits, and I'm going to get cooked, dude. <laughs> We're gonna start coming back on some sub plus eight hundred sub for fucking yep. Diaz or something Aldana. like that. Diaz is gonna hit a triangle knockout. and win the fucking fight or something. Aldana, knockout. Take it to the bank. There you go. How about our boy Special Forces Benoit Saint Denis with a just uh, I I don't even know like Saint Denis. I don't even know how to describe his fight style. It's basically just who gives a fuck. I'm here to throw bombs. And I love guys. I love guys like that. The God of War, dude. He's a savage. He doesn't give literally, a shit, man. Literally, special forces. He's. I've seen some shit. I've done some shit. You can't kill me. I've been killed. Like, insane. Yeah. I mean, this Miranda guy didn't stand a chance once the first round ended. I was like, you know what? He probably shouldn't come out for the second round. He tried, and it didn't didn't last very long. He was hitting shit on the Denny too. Like he gave him everything he had. It was just the straight right was there, or the straight left, or I think I don't know what it was. Whatever he was throwing, it was right straight down the middle. Whatever yeah. you can, if you can just do that, well, you can just do that because Saint Denis has like no defense. Yeah, but you know, I mean, you just got to do it until you break your hand or something, or until you break his face. I mean, that probably won't happen. But yeah, he was he was landing some shit until until he wasn't. Shout out to Saint Denis, man! I can't wait to see him fight again. Uh, just he's kind just, of uh, he's a big fuck, dude. I'm I, I'm a big fan. He's 26. He's our age. Yep. What? God of War, dude. I'm all yeah, about I'm, it. I'm the god of like taking naps. And uh, yeah, and uh, I'm the god of taking his uh, inside the distance and getting that minus 135, baby. Let's let's cash that out. How about uh, Christian Quinones? 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 That's the one. Quinones uh, just took out Khalid Taha, who is now on the do not bet list. Uh, I mean, how about this? There's just not much to say here other than uh, we were we were dead wrong about this one. Yeah, I mean, hey, he looked pretty good, and he got him yeah. out of there. Listen, um, <laughs> yeah. he he trains at Moreno's old gym uh, in Tijuana, Entram, Entram, Entram. I don't know if Moreno's still there, but I don't think uh, so. I think uh, who's Moreno with now? I guess isn't he is he with Cejudo or no? I think so or no. He, 
because uh, what's his name? I think Figueroa's with uh, Cejudo. Yeah, uh, and then John Jones. Marino's right. with John, James Kraus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. Um, so, you know, our, my only question here is, are Christian Quinones and Jose Quinones, are they going to pass Nick and Nate Diaz for the best brother duo in the UFC? What do you think? I would say no. If, no? Uh, yeah, no. Listen. You know, like Lil Teco? Lil Teco beat Andre Sukmantov in XFC. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm just saying. Uh, didn't he also get decimated by uh, Sean O'Malley? Yeah, it was a good fight. It was close. He had Sean O'Malley rocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Arlene Blankow? That's <laughs> uh, just the most random name I could possibly think of. Uh, Norma no, the but- Immortal Dumont? I can't believe yeah, that's her nickname. Uh, she's fighting this weekend. How about... We we got to give her a new nickname, I yeah, think. Yeah, that's not good. Stephanie Egger. How about this? This is a good... I thought this was going to be a good day after this. Uh, submission, rear naked choke. Uh, your girl, Eileen Perez. Uh, Eileen, Eileen, Uline Perez. Not good. I uh, could have guessed when she was coming out shaking her keister. Uh, it's just not... <laughs> not, <laughs> not she said uh, if she won, she was going to twerk all around the cage. And I was like, no, we're not letting that happen. Nope. So Stephanie Egger takes care of business. Serious grappling, man. Stephanie Egger has I mean, some serious grappling. That headlock, that judo background. But uh, I think this Perez chick, I think, you know, listen, she's she has some of that fat jitsu, if you will. You know, uh, I think she might be able to win some fights against, like, you know, uh, the chick that she was supposed to fight. She probably beats her, honestly. Farrah Zarin. Farrah yeah. Zarin. Zara Farn, whatever the fuck her name is, that chick is terrible. I mean, she's so they only put they only had her in the UFC because they needed a, a female, another female French fighter because Manon Firo uh, wasn't able to fight on this card. But yeah, shout out to Eileen Perez. I mean, you know, she's very dumb, but <laughs> shout she, out, uh, shout yeah, shout out to her, shout out to her. So that is UFC Paris. Uh, UFC Fight Night in Paris. Uh, do you know who won the uh, the awards? Um, I believe. Pull them up right now, so you know. We uh, didn't have any uh, crypto, so that's there was. Unfortunately, guess what though? This week we're giving out crypto. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm fucking excited about that. But uh, Fight of the Night was gone in Tuivasa, which is probably correct. Yeah, and they gave out Performance of the Night to Abus. Shout out to Abus. And Benoit Saint Denis, which he absolutely deserved it, because he's just coming out with with murderous intentions, and he fucking he he killed that guy. So, what are you gonna do? Yeah, I mean, I thought you could have gave it to Canones too, but you know, I guess welcome to the UFC, kid. So there you go. Uh, what else did you want to talk about on the way out of here uh that is well i mean we do have uh chemayev and diaz i guess we'll save a lot of that conversation for friday since there's not going to be much to talk about before then uh what are you looking forward on that to on that card we'll we'll just give like um what you're looking forward i mean to i'm looking to see i'm really looking forward to see what tony ferguson looks like at 170 uh, I know that's a kind of a casual thing to say, but I, it is the curiosity element of it just to see, you know, will he, will it be a huge benefit? Will it not? I am looking forward to seeing Johnny Walker go to sleep. Hopefully, <laughs> is that what we're gonna have, or is or is he gonna put? Is he gonna be putting 
the Hulk to sleep. I don't. Do you, I'm gonna have to do some serious, serious studying. <laughs> I think I, I might take. Johnny I don't know who Walker. to pick. I, I might, might take Johnny Walker. Walker. I really might yeah. because I just feel like Kutalaba is like he's Walker's much bigger than him. Correct. I I I think so. I mean, he's like six four, six five. Yeah, he's John, dude. Johnny Walker's plus one seventy. Yeah. I mean, maybe we're fucking, you know, he's, he's, maybe as soon as he gets touched with the jab, the light just shuts off. I mean, that's so much so possible, you know. Oh, 100%. There's just a lot of uh, a lot of not good fights on this. I mean, I mean there's uh, there's a lot of minus 360, minus 410. Jake Collier's minus 410. Yeah. Listen, you know. I think the end of the prelims are going to be fun, though. Like, you got our boy Almeida. He's always fun. He's fighting at 220, I think it says, I guess. Whatever that means. Uh, Hakeem Dawudu. And then the main card is going to be... If the main card isn't anything else, it's definitely going to be exciting, I think. I don't think you're going to get a boring fight on the main card, to be honest. I think uh, Rene Aldana is going to turn it up on Macy Chase on. And I think that might be the only boring fight, if you will. But I'm trusting her. I'm, I mean... Oh, it's happening. That's a lock of the card. What? Her, her beating Chase on? Yeah, one eighty two money line, easy. Wow, you're gonna be laying down the units. Uh, what about Kevin Holland? That's another one I am excited about too. Yeah, I mean he he's minus two hundred, but I think he he should get it done. But again, he 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 definitely lets lets us down sometimes. So we'll see. Yeah, you can definitely say that. Um, <laughs> Erod does throw some heat. I don't know if he's gonna be quick enough or. I don't know, I'm very curious about that. 180 is an interesting sort of in between. Uh, D Rod's a normal 170 er Yeah. Yeah, and you know Holland's shown he can go back and forth, but he's kind of uh, adjusted his frame to 170, so he's not exactly going to have like a size advantage or anything like that. So it's going to be well, mainly contested on the feet, correct? So I mean, D Rod, he's definitely a live dog in that. Uh, I know that. The, that doesn't really make sense, or people will be like, "What? What are you talking about?" But like, I, I don't know. I, minus one ninety six, two hundred. That seems like a little too much. But uh, D Rod right. might be a little too slow, though. Yeah. Also, the wrestling. I think he, he can get controlled. Yeah, I uh, just don't know if Holland's going to be able to do that, though. I are think you, he has. He has a great gas tank. Uh, not that Holland does, but I think actually Holland. You, does you're that. saying D Rod's going to be able to wrestle him? No, I think he's going to be able to. Oh. Get, wrestled late i think d-rod might guess out you know oh, okay okay i got what you're saying um, um but yeah it's gonna be close though like you said i think i think it's gonna be really close so that might be like a uh, a numbers bet where i just kind of take the underdog but i, I i'll have to see the good thing is i have till friday i can right watch some Yo, debates, get some information hear a guy tell me that he's like you know <laughs> he's not feeling it this week i'm like oh shit all right let's go fade right. city fade city no, that's that's true. We'll have to see weigh-ins and whatnot. But yo, what do you think, Tony? Plus two fifty. That's a like lot. That's worth worth a shot. That is know? worth a shot, man. That's that's what what I'm looking at. I'll have to see. He's another guy. Got to see what he looks like. You know, I mean, he just got sent talking. to the fucking to to the land things. of winds, wind and ghosts, dude. He was talking <laughs> to some crazy spirits on the other Ooh. side. So <laughs> he met God. He met God. He literally spoke to the right hand of the <laughs> Father, dude. So. We, we shall see, really. We really shall see uh, this upcoming week. But there's a little bit of a preview. There's not much box. We'll guess. We'll save the boxing. And everything. We'll save all of that for uh, this. Up. What, was there any boxing this past weekend? Sunday night. So if you, oh Andy if, Ruiz, that's right. If you suffered any kind of heartbreak like I did on Sunday night, um, and then you had to follow that up by watching Andy Ruiz and Luis Ortiz fight. I mean, just disgusting. I mean, blocked extra points. 
block punts, muffed punts, and then you see these two bums fight. Uh, Andrew Ruiz knocked Luis Ortiz down three times and still almost lost. Like it was, it was sad. It was sad. He he he. So second round, he knocked him down twice. For some, I I actually like this being on a Sunday night because you have really no competition for anything. I else. loved it. Um, because you sometimes you have boxing on Fridays, which again, love it. I love think that's that great. too. I'm so all for that because you have so much boxing. You know possibilities you can just throw cards together randomly and people are like oh shit i'll watch this especially us you know um so he had two knockdowns in round two and after the first two rounds i'm like yo this is gonna be a war because he was getting hit also like ortiz was cracking him but he couldn't knock him down after the second round ortiz looks done and then he wins like four or five rounds in a row arguably and then they kind of go they start trading rounds after that it was very low output up until like i want to say like the championship rounds oddly enough um, I thought it were a Ruiz one, but it was really close. Really, like if it wasn't for one or two of those knockdowns, probably loses. Uh, I think he wants Wilder, and I think Wilder's going to get him after he gets past Hellenius in about a couple weeks, maybe a month from now. Excited for that uh, fight too. He still, I mean, he still has to win. You know, it's tough. Robert Hellenius hits hard, but I think as soon as he touches Hellenius, it's it's going to be curtains. Um, and if he fights Andrew Ruiz, he's going to kill him too. I think, but um, it'll be a big payday, you know. So. We it's good to see, see some he, big fights in the heavyweight division that aren't uh, Fury and Wilder. You know, like there's we don't know if Fury's talking about fighting Joshua. I mean, he's tweeting a new opponent every day. Like yeah, Fury. I think Fury just kind of wants to. You can just tell that retirement shit is kind of uh, not going to happen. You know, so he's, he's going to get back in there. Yeah, he's doing a lot of McGregor esque things right now. So he should fight Usyk. Yeah, I mean he, but it he's out here calling out Joshua. So it's like, well, I don't think he, I think he. I, I saw an interview today. He was talking, uh, I think, at to Ariel or somebody like that, basically saying that like he doesn't think Usyk wants to fight him, and like he he wants to fight Usyk because he's the easiest fight. He's the middleweight or something like that. Like he's just talking shit to him. But uh, I think he's just kind of basically just yeah doing the McGregor shit. He'll call everyone out. He'll call out the fucking guy who was ringing the bell if he didn't like the way he was ringing the bell. You know so. Shout out to McGregor also for now he's beefing with Hasbula. So that that is also uh, something well, I love. I love Hasbula, but uh, I, I stand on McGregor's side on the Hasbula beef. Yeah. I, I just had to say that. I think that's important. People need to know that. Uh, so that's it. That's it for us. Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast, UFC Paris review. We'll be back next fr- this Friday, not even next week. Uh, it sounds like there's somebody drag racing down my street right now. I don't know if you guys can hear that. But we'll be back next week. We'll have picks. Uh, Ty's going to turn this around. His units are going to go up. Uh, I know he is because he, his, the, 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 his legacy is going to be on the line pretty soon, and he's not going to let that. He's a, he has never lost a legacy game. So Irene True. Aldana, three-unit bet. Nah, I'm just yeah. Maybe no, that's getting fucking hammered. To that's the getting hammered. So let's go. Maybe we might start adding that where we could, well, uh, like one one car, one fight. You could really just start pounding the units on it, dude. Yeah, so, pound it up, pound it hard, pound it hard, baby. Uh, shout out to Bang Bros. All right, uh, what, what? All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Hot Take Hot Box Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. We'll be back Friday. Go birds. <laughs>